reeling into hour number two of a Tuesday, 2-22-22, episode number 282 of this here radio program. It is the Press Box on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. Mike Grace, Break Line Optic Studios, J.D. Byers in Mobile, Chris Stewart in Birmingham, and time to bring in our next guest, Mr. Stewart. You have the honor, my friend. It is an honor. Uh, gentleman in the basketball uh, or in the Hall of Fame, he is uh, so well known among basketball people. No need for a lengthy introduction to Bill Raftery. Bill, it is wonderful to have a chance to uh, to talk to you. Enjoyed seeing you in Lexington, and appreciate you taking a few minutes to be on with us today. Thanks. It was nice to see you and now today talk with you. Hope you're well. I am. I'm doing very well. You're getting ready to travel again. This is. Uh, the time of year where we're in airports or uh, in cars trying to head somewhere. Where's where's the next gig for you? I'm in uh, Hartford, Connecticut for uh, UConn and Villanova tonight. I, so, I saw you pretty on good Saturday. One, really, on you know, Friday, two I good get. teams. Both will be in the tournament. Uh, Connecticut, obviously not valued as much in terms of the, of the polls, but uh, much like your team down there, I don't think anybody wants to play this team in the tournament. They, they're, they've got a lot of kids who can really play, and they're tough, a great rebounding team. And uh, Like many teams, I think they all these clubs at this time of year just want to get away from the teams in the league because they know them so well. It's a, <clears throat> you know disconcerting, obviously. I want to talk, get your thoughts about Alabama and Auburn and the SEC in a moment, but I – in seeing you Friday when we got to the to the arena, got to Rupp, you seem to enjoy so much just being in the setting, being in the environment once again. I know this time of year can be a grind for all of us, but you seem to really enjoy that part of it. Is that still the case, or are you just hiding it? Oh, really I mean, well? it's, it's, you know, you're you're with good people who are so industrious about their trade basically and love what they're doing. Uh, you get a chance to see these kids that, you know, they're leaving it all out there uh, for the right reasons. So it, it's very uplifting. You as well as me, we, we don't have the uh, missing classes, missing a medical appointment, uh, missing curfew uh, that coaches have to put up with on and off during the course of the year. So we see them at their best. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's just uh a blessing in a way to be able to sit there and watch these tremendous talents, you know, leave it all out there day in and day out. And, uh, you know, it's a long, hard year for these kids because it's no longer just October 15th. Like it was in our days. Uh, it's all summer. It's all fall. Uh, it's year round weight training and uh, it culminates in hopefully an NCAA tournament, but they put a lot of labor into it. Coach it's uh JD down in Mobile, Alabama and, I, I wanted to hit hit a note here before we move too far. Is what's the rest of your year like? I can assume that the demands and requests for your time are pretty significant. But what does Bill Raftery do outside of basketball season? Well, JD, I'm glad you're there. We have a little talent in the studio, anyhow. You know, it's That's right <laughs> alongside Chris. I'm busting yeah. Chris there, by the way, just so you understand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, it isn't bad. I, I think, like anything, it's getting there. Uh, is, is the issue. And this year I've only had one where a plane was canceled. 
and how to re- reroute. So this year has been really easy for me, but uh, I usually do two to three a week. I have done four in a week. Uh, so like I'm, I'm always way ahead. And then because we do the NCAA tournament, um, I'm looking at teams that I won't have uh, because you never know who's going to pop up. I keep a list of uh, teams that I think will make it and I get a chance to see them. Like I haven't seen Wyoming yet. Everybody's raving about them. Uh, South Dakota State, I think, is another one. But I've seen Colorado State, who's very good. Teams that people really don't understand. So you just try and keep ahead. And, uh, you know, I get I get every morning I've got my my iPad with games that transpired or tra- w- 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 happened the night before. And uh, it's, it's as I said, you know, it's, it's a nice high to have, uh, particularly when you reach 45, as I have, you know. Yeah, sure. You, you reach 45 <laughs> and, and you decided to stay there. Uh, it, your, your energy level, it, it's, uh, if I didn't know better, I would, I would assume maybe that was the case, <laughs> uh, but it, it is, uh, you know, everything's done for you too. You know, you're, yeah. you have a travel department that takes care of those things. And, uh, you know, as we all know, the, the, between the techs and, uh, the support group we have, uh, you know, you just show up and do your end and pull together. And I think for anybody that coached, you understand the uh, team concept of uh, what makes something happen on a broadcast. So uh, you, you we're fortunate to have very talented kids who, when I say kids, young men and women who know what they're doing, love what they're doing. And, uh, you know, we just hope we get a great game and, uh, you know, whoever wins and loses, you know, you're, you feel badly for the guy and kids who lost and, and for the guy that won, you know, it's next game kind of for him too. So we just sort of move on. So we don't have that hardship or that, that sort of hangover. Irish guys shouldn't mention hangover, I guess, but you don't have that feeling that next day of uh, bringing the guys back together, getting them organized mentally. First, you got to do it with your staff. So we, we don't have that, uh, we have the luxury of just moving on to our next assignment. You can mention uh, hangover because JD just reminded me that it is Mardi Gras time in Mobile. So hangover, <laughs> hangover is not an ugly word down there. Um, how did you get started in this? How do you go from coaching to, to being behind the mic and doing so? Uh, so my last so year at school, uh, Bob Wolf, who's a Hall of Fame announcer, uh, he did every like army Navy, all the big football games. He did the Knicks championship games and, uh, was for years with the Washington senators, or believe it or not, when Ted Williams was the coach uh, or manager, I should say in baseball, but, uh, he, he was doing our CBS. It was a CBS game. Ironically, uh, first round of the NIT and our, he visited and our coach said, I want you to take him to dinner. So the next day when he was leaving back for New York, he said, you know, someday when you finish coaching or whatever, you know, playing or coaching or whatever you do, you should consider doing this. And so I coached 16 years and the Big East started in my 14th year. And one night I was out with Dave Gavitt, who was then the commissioner of the conference. And, uh, I had no idea of leaving. I just didn't know. And Dave was doing the color analysis the first two years of the league, which was interesting. You know, he was panned for it by all the media, you know. 
But uh, he said, I just said to him, someday I might like to try that. And my the, the last year, which would be my 16th year, 11th at this one at St. Paul, we're practicing for two weeks and they, uh, October like 28th, he said, you got two days to let me know uh, if you, you want to do this thing. So I left for nine games, $800 a game with four kids. But it was hastened by having Patrick Ewing in the league, Chris Mullen in the league. It made it easier. And our philosophy was far different than theirs in terms of uh, attitude, budget, etc. And from there, it just grew into something that uh, I got to enjoy and be a part of, uh, of a kid's game, basically. So that, that's sort of the whole scenario. Bill Raftery is inside the press box with us. Uh, CBS Sports started in 83, uh, works with Fox. Uh, I wanted to ask, though, because, you know, I, I called you coach earlier. I still call you coach because that's what you bring to the game. And my question is with broadcast teams the day before or the day of and shoot around, you guys get to visit with the other coaches to get ready for your broadcast. Do those coaches ever pull you aside and, and, and like pick your coaching brain, whether it's like how to <laughs> deal with I kids or situations? They, <laughs> no, they, uh, they know better. The one thing I will <laughs> say going around, uh, watching these guys coach, yeah, I realized that, you know, how, how much, well, I didn't cheat the kids, but how, how far advanced it is and buttoned down it is now. Uh, the, these guys are ready to go with, with all the support, you know, from uh, the tapes to understanding the mentality of their kids and how to push buttons, uh, strategies, another level as well. But, uh, you know, they're like, like the other day, Nate gave us like three or four things. That's all you ever need. You know, we, and I'm sure you're the same. We're ready for the game before we meet the coach. You know, we've done all our due diligence and what they do is just put a little button on it, you know, a uh, couple of thoughts that they have that they've worked on, and you just go from there. So it's, uh, you know, some of them will, will give you their pain as well, uh, not to be put on TV or, you know, whether it's injuries or something they might have to have done uh, that they didn't like doing with one of the players. So, uh you know, they, they just they just put, uh, tie the package together, basically, when you get to see them. I got three things I want to hit you with real quick. I know you got to run, but I want to ask you quick thought on Bruce Pearl and Auburn and where they are and where Bruce or how Bruce continues to get it done no matter where he is. Well, they, you know, they, they got a legitimate shot, as you well know. I mean, you know, you've got just one of the super players in the country, Jabari, and you got a rim guy that uh, makes it impossible to score twos pretty much or at least changes if he doesn't block it. So their depth is such that, you know, he, he's got, uh, you know, guards that can make things happen, three of them, whether it's on defense or getting in the lane. Wendell's great at that. Johnson, like, I think brings an edge to them kind of a deal. And how does he get it done? I, I just think he's stuck to a lot of basics that Tom Davis taught him years ago. And uh, he, I think he's determined to succeed. Uh, so he's going to get it done. And, uh, you know, he's been doing it for quite a while since, since he left Tom at Iowa. I went to that small school in Indiana, et cetera, et cetera. So 
uh, I, he's surrounded himself now with with some really very good players. So, uh, you know, they're going to be one of those teams too. When you're not used to that size and depth and et cetera, uh, you're going to have some problems with. Nate Oates is uh, a guy who's already got a, a championship in his hip pocket in the SEC, trying to get his team to the finish line where they can be their best version as they get into the NCAA tournament. But He's kind of a neat story as well. Any, I would imagine there's a, a soft spot in your heart for a guy who's kind of gotten his career to this point the way he has going through high school and, and a, a smaller program such as Buffalo. Yeah, we played in a charity uh, outing up in Detroit, and uh, his, his wife had had some difficulties uh, health-wise prior, you know, yeah. in her background. And he was at Buffalo, and I was just going to Alabama. And Izzo was involved up there as well. And we stayed at the same hotel and shared a car going to the event. And that's really when I got to know him a little bit. And uh, and having worked under Bob Hurley, whose family, you know, we sort of grown up with in New Jersey, the dad, that is, and young Bobby ends up at Buffalo and is recruiting, runs into him at Romulus High. So... His background is one where he just loved what he was doing, and this thing popped up that he was all of a sudden the college coach. I don't think he ever craved that opportunity. Uh, but the background of him spending time with Izzo, uh, going to practices while he was a high school coach to learn, is just amazing. Uh, now, this team this year, it's interesting, and this is not denigrating anybody, but uh, if if this team had Kessler in the center spot, uh, what do you think your team would be like? I mean, yeah. you're good defensively. You make threes. You get lane touches, and now you got a guy that just protects. So, uh, you know, it's just something that uh, I'm sure he would crave to get somebody like Kessler. But this is a good team, and it and it really gets into that area that I addressed earlier, getting away from this conference. Uh, and getting into a tournament is like there'll be a little fear if, if Alabama comes up on the same line with you on the you know first second or third day. So uh, I just like his style. I like the way he is with his players, his enthusiasm. Uh, they leave it all out there for him, and and he's got a nice way with them. And, and, you know, when they come out of a game, even after they've made a a mistake or two, you know, it's. Uh, He's got a, a nice way of dealing with adversity, too. So, you know, I think you're really fortunate at Alabama to have a guy with this kind of style. Everybody that's got a microphone or a website has got a take on Jawan Howard's deal the other day. But I'm I'm really curious what yours would be on all well, of that. Uh, you know, I was not what you call a normal sideline guy, but then, then there weren't rules. Uh, I, I was very excitable. Uh, this thing went to another level, and, and I understand absolutely what he was saying because I've had it happen to me where somebody took a timeout or too late and you just want to get on the bus or airplane. So I understand that part of it, but to get to that next level, he knows and has admitted now that there's no place for it. Uh, and, and as we all know, uh, it's not a good example for the young players and uh, anybody watching that game. So it was distasteful. Uh, 
and I'm I'm very happy it didn't escalate into a very very unattractive situation. We could avert if the fans ever poured out, it would have been a disaster. And uh, so I'm glad uh, cooler heads did prevail. Uh, the other end of this thing is, and, and I'm not just talking about Juwan. Uh, guys have to understand the guy on the other bench is as competitive as he is, and. You know, he, he's prepared or prepped his kids just as hard uh, as you have. And, and like, they have every right to want to win and, and to do things the way they want to do it. And sometimes it offends you. Uh, so that's what league meetings are for and commissioners are for, uh, to address situations like that. You know, once the season's over and everybody goes and you get in a room and you square it away and, uh, so again, it's just a shame it had to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, the league in terms of the punishment, uh, is it right? Is it wrong? Uh, I, I, I think it was a fair way of, of dealing with it. And I'll be curious to see if Michigan adds anything onto it. Uh, you know, they may, they may decide the first tournament game, we won't let them do it or something in that effect or something even after the season, you know? So, uh, it, it's just it was ugly and not pretty to watch, as you well know. Favorite 30 seconds breaks. left. 30 <laughs> seconds left. Uh, I want you to judge mine, and then if you'd give us yours, a little kiss. That's my best. Uh, <laughs> but no, nobody's better than kiss. Bills. That's good. <laughs> With the kiss. Very, very <laughs> nice. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris, it was, it great was to our see pleasure. You and- Good luck. Hopefully, we'll see you in the tournament at one of the sites, you know? I hope so, too. Thank you, Bill. Take care. Thanks, sir. The great Bill Raftery. Again, 2015 inductee to the National Sportscasters and Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame. 2017 inductee into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame and a three-time Sports Emmy Award winner for Outstanding Sports Personality and Sports Event Analyst. And we just had him in the press box. Fantastic. I don't know how to put this, but he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at PressBoxRadio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox.